Brand You Magazine and Podcast exists to inspire, motivate and invigorate women to step into their businesses as truly themselves, full of real-life stories, practical solutions and inspirational ideas from fellow entrepreneurs. Each issue has a different theme that showcases the many values, beliefs and morals that women build their businesses around today. So, be your business and brand you. Embedded Blooms is an innovative custom resin casting business which preserves flower arrangements from life's most meaningful moments to last for a lifetime. Founded by wedding florists Sarah and Katerina, Embedded Blooms turns wedding bouquets, funeral memorials and other meaningful flower arrangements into custom pieces of resin art, serving customers right across Australia. Having you in brand new magazines Empower issue, I and all our amazing readers know all about Embedded Blooms. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about how it came about and why it came about, most importantly? Embedded Blooms came about because of COVID, the wonderful um, COVID, the double-edged sword, the worst time and the best time in a lot of people's lives and definitely in ours. So it started off as the worst time because at the time Kat and I were wedding stylists and our businesses were paused completely completely stopped and as someone who is in complete control all the time that felt really bad and for a little bit there I didn't know what to do with myself so as any good creative does I pick up something else and look at things that I've been liking and wanting to try and now having this time to actually be able to try them started dabbling and um, showed Kat and said, hey, what do you think? This could be really awesome. And at the time, there really wasn't any fully-fledged business doing it um, in Australia. There was a few artists that were dabbling in resin and doing it in kind of different artistic ways, but not somewhere that people could just go um, for any occasion and be able to access um, preservation in this way. So we showed our friends and... Everybody that we showed absolutely loved what we were doing. And I knew 100% that I didn't want another business on my own. It's very, very lonely. And I know that Kat had experienced similar things and she has a bit of a family business. So there's a few more of them there, but it's still the same sort of feeling. And um, I knew I wanted a partner and I knew Kat's work ethic was absolutely amazing. And I knew that she could bring some really awesome things to the table that I, you know, skills that I don't have. And I was just so lucky that she said yes and wanted to come on this path with me. I actually thought Sarah was going to pitch me a pyramid scheme because she was like, I have something to show you. And I was like, um, like she was like very secretive about it too. And I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. And I got there and I was like, Sarah, hey, look, I really love you. But if it is a pyramid, I, I can't do it. And she was like, it's not a pyramid scheme, it's no. resin. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> what you guys do is so truly unique. And um, a lot of people might look at what you do and go, oh, it's purely for weddings. But it it's for a lot of different purposes. And I, I think you've probably found like some very sad, but some also some very sweet and happy stories behind what you do. Could you tell us some of the other reasons people have come to you for your embedded bloom services? 
Um, I had a little boy last year on Anzac Day. And so I'm like new to the parenting game. And it has, like, I finally understood now when all of my sisters and people around me have always said, like, it's different when you have a kid. And I suddenly kind of found myself, um, you know, when you kind of have like that cut to like, oh my God, and you've had this like terrible thought in your head, like something happened to him or, you know, you become a little bit crazy like that. And um, that started to really ring true to me, especially kind of in my social circles. My friends have started to have kids. I'm meeting people who have had pregnancies and miscarriages. And that was a real kind of sticking point to me. Um, And it's something that's really very dear to Sarah as well. We've been very fortunate to have been in touch with people who have had, you know, babies or pregnancies that didn't make it to full term or have had, um, you know, their sweetest little babies pass um, and they don't have anything that they feel is tangible anymore or there's a bit of shame around putting those mementos out and people have reached out to us and said, I found this tiny little bloom that I kept from their memorial service or from someone who gave me a gift, uh, you know, a bouquet of flowers. And I've just had it collecting dust and I saw you guys and I really want to make something with them. Um, We've been really lucky to cast um, an amount of um, those kinds of memorial pieces. And I think they're the ones that really stick out to us. And just on Monday we had um, one of our beautiful customers reach back out to us and say, I've just received our flowers Um, from her baby girl's memorial and her little boys are already carrying around this little snake that we made for her yeah I know and she's like they're so proud to show off her flowers and like that that kind of makes it so worth it and that's we love weddings weddings are what we do but it's the memorial pieces we're so grateful to get that small little snippet and that little insight into people's lives and that we can be so honored to have a little part in memorializing those people for them yeah we actually able to give them something to hold on to that isn't necessarily a photo Mm. um or an an item like with a baby you may not have like they haven't collected an item um but you know though with the flowers and those people can hold on to them and look at them and they're also not you know, a a direct reminder. So if someone comes into their house, they're not looking at a photo of a past person, but they're looking at at flowers that represent that person. Um, It's not as full on as well. So I think people, you know, having it in their homes, it feels really good. Mm. Uh, And it's just so nice that we can do that. We had one lady that had pressed um, a flower for each baby um, that she had miscarried with. And when she um, finally had her rainbow baby, she sent us all those pressed flowers and we got to put them um, into one of our Alexis pieces. And they all represented the journey that she had gone through. And to know that at the end of that journey, there was this beautiful rainbow baby was really special. And I think we're, we're getting better as a society talking about miscarriages, especially, or stillborn births or just infant loss in general, we're getting better, but we're just trying to help where we can. You're a part of their family story because you hear their family stories and you expand your community in such a a beautiful way. We really do take this, take it with such honour that, you know, we get to be a part of that.
and forever because they literally are going to keep that peace forever. And if we didn't start this business, it's not something they would have been able to have. So, yeah, we, we feel very fortunate. Yeah, definitely. Now, we mentioned before about how you guys came together to create this business together. That is clearly not a pyramid scheme. Now, (laughs) (laughs) as a solo and sometimes lonely entrepreneur, what are the best parts of doing this biz journey together? Like, what are the things that you just are so grateful for? Oh, there are so many things. There are so So many things. Um, I am, I'm impatient and I'm the kind of person who like, okay, let's just do it right now. Let's make that decision and go. Whereas Sarah has like a little bit more patience. Like Sarah did all of the resin testing. She did all of the samples. Like she's got the patience of a saint. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, when you've done that, let me know (laughs) and I'll cruise in with my strong part and we'll make it work. We work really well together because we have different strengths. That's one of the things that I'm most grateful for. When I'm like, oh, I really, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Sarah's like, I love that. I'll do that. It's this perfect balance. It is. Which is, it really is an amazing balance. And you have to find the right person. Um, And I guess knowing what Kat was like in business before going into business with her and seeing her on her own journey, um, I kind of knew that's the kind of person I want to be with um, when it comes to business. And we truly balance each other out. It is hilarious. Yeah. We both have our moments. So for example, we'll get maybe a slightly prickly customer and, you know, <laughs> we've, we've taken the brunt of, you know, that encounter and we're feeling very, you know, vulnerable and upset about it. And the other person seems to know how to make the other one feel better yeah. about it. And all of a sudden it'll switch and, how to be the person that needs someone to come in and be like, it's okay, it's fine. And then she does it for me. And we just, we do it without even realizing it's, it's amazing. And we always have someone to, to talk to, to bounce yeah. up ideas, yeah. to say when we're being ridiculous. We'll say like, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect. No relationship is perfect. It's, we, we kind of alternate the heels to die on. Yeah. If something is a sticking point for Sarah. I'm like, okay, clearly this is a sticking point for Sarah. I will back off. But if I feel strongly about something else, Sarah's like, okay, cool. No yeah. worries. Like that's but clearly we, doing things for you. We both know that at the end of the day, um, all we want is success yeah. and success for each other. So if, you know, Kat's really strong on one point, I know it's for a reason. I'll still put my two cents in, but if that's something that needs to happen, then, you know, we'll make it happen. We'll give it a go um, and vice versa with that. So we have a common good. We also made a really great decision to, you know, if we were going to do this, we were going to build the business that we would want to be a part of. Yeah. And that comes if it was just going to be the two of us and we were going to do absolutely every part of the business or if we were going to expand and have a team. And we've been fortunate enough to expand and have a team and create what seems to be an amazing culture because our team wants to be with us all the time. They are cheering us on. They are just absolutely amazing. And you know, I want to go to work. Yeah. Kat wants yeah, to go to yeah. work. We like, want to go to work. We joke awesome. that we're the Google of Camden and that people are going to, when they figure out the work conditions, they're going to be like, can we get a job there? That's how we like to pitch ourselves. That's yeah. how we talk about ourselves internally. So that's the vibe. We try to keep the vibe good. And when one is lacking, the other is always got a little extra to give. That's it. 
And at this point, honestly, I, all of our listeners will understand why I hate you as a part <laughs> of the Empower edition because seriously, I like, just felt lifted up. Now, oh, empowerment good. means something different to everyone, right? And I can yeah. tell that you guys have been very conscious about fostering an empowering environment. You really lift each other up and support each other. What do you feel are the, some of the ways that women in general can empower each other best? I truly believe that we need to be the change that we want to see. So, you know, we've had plenty of jobs growing up and um, getting to where we are, and we've been in lots of different environments and we've seen the way that we do not want to be treated. Mm. So there is no way that I was going to start a business, especially that has a larger team, that would have anything to do with any of those things. Things. And they're generally just standard things that, you know, when you go to a workplace, that's how it is. And so by empowering Kat and empowering myself to be the person we want to be, to create the change that we want to see in our society in general, by creating a business that has a structure that treats its employees um, in a certain way, we're not only have empowered ourselves to be that change, but we're empowering our team to now this is the standard. Mm. This is what we should be accepting. We shouldn't be accepting any less. Whether they decide tomorrow to go work for somebody else, they know now that I don't have to accept any less than this. I can find a workplace. I can find conditions that are amazing and that um, allow me to work have a family, do the things that you need to do, be respected, be paid well, do all of that. And that is now the standard. And I look, I look at my, my kids as well. When I compare them leaving school versus me leaving school and some of those things that we just accepted as a norm, and it's yep. not yeah. okay. <laughs> just and because it was done before doesn't mean it has to continue to be done. And it just gives me so much hope, like especially for my daughter, that she will have the sense of self. I think we also learned that with COVID, we suddenly had an entire society, we had the whole world working from home. My life's motto is part-time forever, full-time never. And I put it on my grave. Like yeah. I think that we've proven to ourselves and to each other as a society in general we don't have to work nine to five and do overtime and take our work home no our whole team us included no one works more than four days in the week we kind of rock up between nine and 9 30 ish and we kind of finish between like three and 4 30 ish and if the girls have to duck out for an appointment or if they have to go home for the kids or if they have something on or any of those things the answer is always absolutely like they they let (laughs) us know when they need to duck out for whatever but they also know what our workload is yeah they completely respect what needs to be done and they work really hard yeah and so when you're there you get it done and then you go and do what you need to I know that that is the crux and basis of everyone's happiness is to be treated well. And it's those little tiny things that then make them want to work even harder when they are there. Yeah. And I think when you give people the responsibility to look after their own workflow, they exceed every expectation that you ever had of them. Your workday doesn't need to be eight hours. It can be efficient in six. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I will say though, um, my husband sort of sitting on the outside. So we've very much been like, we have our own things and we come together at night. So my business is my business. Um, and we do chat and discuss things and he knows what's going on but he knows that that is my thing and we've had discussions about the culture that we are creating within our business and he is just absolutely amazed he's like you're really doing this Mm -hmm. like really making these changes like works in a massive company and he sees the poorer side of the culture that's in there for years and very hard to change and he's like I would much prefer to be with you (laughs) And I'm like, unfortunately, there's no position available yeah, right sorry. now. But it's nice to see that and have that recognition. Get him to type up a CV. He can put it in with HR. <laughs> yeah. Now, apart from each other, getting back to the theme of empowerment, which I feel like all of this has been anyway, because it's just so uplifting to hear how other women are lifting other people up. And I feel like that's that's crux to all of this. Is just like genuine kindness and actually just acceptance of things. But as kids, as women. There are those certain people that we look to and we just go, that person is, I really look up to that person. They really empower me to be more or do more, those sorts of things. And in business, we're swamped by it. Mm-hmm. Who would be your person? Who would be your person that you look at and you go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I look up to Beyonce, man. <laughs> ah, if we all had Beyonce's <laughs> team of people, sure. Yeah, but she drives it she's focused she has a goal she knows what she wants she's drama free like Mm. man she is a woman and I will listen to her all the time Uh, I'm gonna go look closer to home um I'm a homebody and I'm gonna have to say my mum and my sisters my mum literally our styling business mum styling business came about because mum was like I can do this she stole a check cover from one of the function centers near our place and was like, we're going to make this. Okay. So there I am like 16 year olds cutting bolts of fabric, making these chair covers. She's also like a, like they emigrated here um, as well. And she kind of made something from nothing. And that is testament that you, you can, like you said, anything that you kind of want to be, can be, you just have to nut it out and get on with it. My sisters are the same. They've all got their own businesses they've all worked incredibly hard in their lives and it doesn't matter what spanner is thrown their way like the spanner is coming it is flying and they just they're dodging them and they're making something better at the end of it so the resilience I think that I see in them I don't know maybe that that kind of mindset of feeling defeated we, we don't really have that I don't have that I've never had that because my family has never been like that yeah, you've had a cheer squad yeah forever and yeah. they've been an amazing cheer squad for the two of us as yeah, well. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you basically know you can't fall. And that is just one of the most empowering things to know that people have your back and that you're, and you've consciously surrounded by yourself by people that actually, they get it. They get it. They get it. They definitely get it. And you know what? So much of that community are the, the people who kind of, our first thing was like keychains. We did like a keychain drop to try to raise capital. And so much of those keychain orders were our nearest and dearest family and friends. I like, can't tell you how many we sold. It was yeah. insane. Like our whole journey has been <laughs> insane, to be honest. I think that a drop of keychains before even the big pieces were around. It's yeah. like everybody just wanted a piece of it and to more than anything, just give us a little hand. That's it. And it was so like, supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was you know, cool. a thousand you can do it led to 
this amazing situation. Yeah. Things only ever start with an idea. And I guess too, like for a while there, I know Kat's family and her husband were like, why did Sarah ask you? Oh, yeah. My husband still is like, whenever there's like a big achievement, he's like, still don't know why Sarah picked you. I'm like, and the thing was, I didn't, I didn't pick Kat. The universe brought us together. Yeah, I love that. From one idea, I couldn't have turned that idea into what it is now without Kat. There's, there's no way. You know, everything that has happened has only happened because of the two of us. Yeah, and I am so insanely grateful that we've been able to do that and achieve that. And it's, yes, it started with one idea, but it's, it's way beyond that. Way, way, way beyond that now. Um, if someone's looking at um, joining forces with someone, what are some of the things that you feel are really key to put in place so that mm-hmm. it, it optimizes the chances for success? So I think the best thing that we did was write up a little contract I between the two of that. us. <laughs> it was hilarious. It says things like a timeline. So we were going to give it like six months, you know, to the end of the year. And if either of us felt like this wasn't for us or that you've just changed our mind or whatever it is, we can opt out. Yep. We can absolutely walk away. And that then the other person would have the option to take it further if they wanted to or walk away. But just listing out all of those things and kind of setting an expectation to start with because You've got to give it a chance Mm -hmm. and not everything will turn into something. I've done lots of little things in my life and tried different things. And, you know, sometimes they stick for a little bit and they take you to a certain point and they teach you valuable things along the way, but inevitably it'll finish. Um, With this, it was the same. We didn't know where it was going to go, um, but by giving ourselves a tangible goal, which was, you know, to the end of the year, Let's see how we feel. And I remember saying to Kat, it was around Christmas, and I'm like, are you staying? Are you going to go? What are you going to do? What's your decision? And she's like, bitch, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and you know, then going forward with that. So, you know, just being really upfront, yeah. honest, um, also not like wetting the little things. Yes. You know, it's really easy to get hung up on tiny um, parts of the business just know that there's a bigger picture mm-hmm. and um, went into this with this person for a reason, trusting that process. Um, just to reiterate what Sarah said, because I think much of that is the same thing. Much of the way that I think about it is the same thing. It's like one series of awkward conversations where you think like worst case scenario. So in this little contract, I was like, okay, but what if you want to keep the business, but I don't want to keep the business. And Sarah was like, well, then why wouldn't I just keep the business? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Why wouldn't you? If I didn't want it anymore, why wouldn't you then keep it? So I think it's kind of having those initial conversations where you're kind of looking at somebody and saying, could I have these awkward conversations with you? And if we had these awkward conversations and it all went to shit, would we still be friends? That's also in the clause, by the way. <laughs> but if the business broke down, we would still be friends and there would be no hard feelings. Yeah. That's what in the small things, um, part of when we kind of got together, we both agreed we have no money coming in. Um, we have no prospects for the future. We don't know how long this is going to go. We don't know any of that. So if we're going to make a business, it's going to make money. Yes. And we that are. That was like the it. number one thing yeah. on our list because we have, my business was built on love and it was built on something that I was magically able to do and people <laughs> loved when it came to weddings. I don't even know how I'm good at this, but I just am. It was built on that. That means 
money conversations with people was very awkward. Trying to value myself was very awkward and very hard because it's easy for me. So I can't charge them too much money, but the value of what I was doing was actually worth a lot more. So coming into this business, I was like, this is about making money. This is about us having a life for our family. This is about being able to hopefully have a team that we can then pay and create this environment. And that is foundation of what we wanted. And because that was so solid and the ideas of what we wanted was so solid, we were able to, as time went on, get to where we are now because we knew where we wanted to be. Yeah. And we both completely agreed upon those things to start with. Yeah. I think if your foundations are on the same page, it doesn't matter what comes up. You're always going to revert back to those principles to make the decision for the hard situation. It's always the same thing. Like when we get a bit emotional, like one of us gets caught up on something, I'm like, but hang, is this, is this going to make us money? What is the best decision for the business that's not emotional? Like if we weren't emotionally attached to this decision right now, what would be the best one? And that's kind of, Whenever it gets a bit weird, we're like, okay, but what's the business decision for this? And that just irons it out. That means there's no feelings and we're, that's the choice that we're going with. I kind of feel like for a man to say, I started this business to make money and it's all business yeah. decisions. You look at them and applaud them and be like, wow, that's amazing. But for a woman, I kind of feel almost embarrassed. Like, oh my God, I don't want people to think that I'm making money. Like then they think that I'm making too much money. And yeah. all yeah, that's ridiculous. Of course, Absolutely it's ridiculous. We have to pay our mortgages. We have to buy groceries. Um, but also we support so many other people within our business in so many different ways. And the fact that we make money yeah. means that we are able to support all of these other businesses and these other women and, you know, not just what's in our team, but different people that we meet along the way that we think, oh my God, we love what you're doing. And we're, you know, we want to buy your artwork. Mm. Um, we want to support um, your charity drive and all of that. If we weren't making money, we couldn't do that. So I'm very proud to be able to make money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like that level of um, flipping some of the definitions of success and like challenging them is one of the most powerful mm-hmm. things of being a woman in business. I personally feel that you you can do those things and they're entirely up to you. Being that you've been a part of Brand New Magazine, the core of what we're about is about how valuable it is to brand yourself into the heart of your business as well. Now, I know we've just talked about money, but ultimately this comes down to showing up with your values and your morals and your beliefs. What have you seen by growing up as yourself in your business? My language is acts of service. When it boils down to it, the brand for me is an act of service. Like I'm coming in here and I'm creating something for somebody else every single day. On a separate arm of that, when we come into work as ourselves, we give this in, and I get this from the girls too, we have this infectious kind of, aura where everyone is then given the permission to be themselves when you're creating something so specific and so personal for somebody else it's you going into that and we need to let everyone feel like they're, like they're full selves when they're doing that yeah and it's very empowering I know when our girls create a cast they are pouring so much love and attention into that cast yes. just being able to create that environment that we're pouring that much love into it is pretty amazing 
Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to see more, subscribe to Brand New Magazine over at www.brandnewmagazine.com.au. Every three months you will receive the new issue direct to your inbox, full of gorgeous design, freebies and discounts, and interactive links that will allow you to connect with our contributors. And check out our Instagram for more inspiration to be your business and brand you.